Welcome to today's Jersey Joe's on Sports podcast. Let's get started. Put my mic on! Yo, yo, let's go. It's time again for another Jersey Joe's on Sports Podcast, Volume 5. We are back. We're here to talk a little sports, and it's been a while. I'm Greg B., and I'm here with my counterpart, Johnny A. Johnny, how you doing today, buddy? Doing well. A little rainy here in uh, suburban D.C. Uh, what do you got down there in Carolina right now? Uh, it's a little overcast, but uh, but if I look really close, I could see the sun shining on this big round behind. And I think, oh, yes, it is. It's uh, okay. Okay, uh-huh. It's uh, Mr. Mike Francesa is back on the radio, John. As of yesterday, CMB now stands for Cuz Mike's Back, baby. It's unreal. The uh, the guy who said he would never step foot in uh, FEN Studios went behind everybody's back because uh, they rubbed him the wrong way. And uh, Mikey is back. He went to the uh, president of Entercom and went right around Chernoff and got his job back for a, a pay cut, which is uh, pretty shocking. 60 cents on a dollar he went back for, which uh, which his old uh, partner, uh, Russo, said makes him look like a real uh, horse's behind. Exactly, exactly. I mean, we'd be, we'd be remiss if we didn't start the show off with that, because that's honestly one of the reasons that you and I are doing this, listening to Mike and Magdog all the years. And after Mike's retirement, we kind of needed something to fill the time, because certainly uh, the CMB was not doing it. But uh, it's uh, it's been amazing to hear and read all the reports uh, the last 24 hours about how... Uh, Mr. Mike is just despised back at FAN. I mean, Boomer and uh, Gio this morning started off and just ripped him for 30 minutes straight, which was unbelievable. I, I missed that uh, this morning, um, but uh, I can only imagine because I, as a longtime listener to Boomer and Carton, they they never missed a chance to take a shot at Mike. Uh, Boomer, in fact, actually used to take the high road uh, while his partner uh, at the time, Craig Carton, uh, was always going for the throat with regarding Mike. Uh, and my, Mike... Um, on Mike's side, he refused to even acknowledge that there was a morning show, which, yes. was, which was which I thought was perfect. So um, yeah, this this uh, this definitely ups the ante on the drama at FAN. But uh, all of us longtime uh, uh, listeners of WFAN lo- love it, and uh, you know are looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. No, it's great. I mean, Boomer held back no punches. He basically called Francis a classless for what he's done. And <laughs> my uh, the favorite thing I've read over the last twenty four hours was when Mike joined uh, Dog on Sirius for a little baseball show before the season, and uh, I guess they uh, had a little fun ripping on the the new uh, the new three that took over his spot. And I heard uh, he instantly got a text message him and Dog from uh, Carlin. Uh, wasn't very happy, and he t- Carlin told him they could uh, basically suck as you know what. Um, and supposedly that sent Fran- uh, Francesa went off and uh, sent him in a tangent, and that's one of the main reasons that uh, is bringing him back. That plus the fact that Michael K took over in the ratings. He didn't like either one of those, and you know you don't want to make the Pope mad. No, no, I, I think that it's safe to say uh, that uh, Carlin will be excommunicated from WFAN <laughs> by uh, by His Holiness, uh, <laughs> you know, shortly after his return. Exactly, exactly, and uh, and I, I noticed this morning too. Coca Cola stock was back up. Uh, Diet Cokes will be uh, drunk drinking a plenty again uh, very soon. A uh, lot, lot, lot of diet sodas. You gotta- <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. And he'll get out the snowblower and uh, the uh, celebratory cork. I was, talk- I was talking to my father yesterday, and he said that after winter ended, that uh, Mike Mike must have uh, run out of uh, things to do now that he had to put the snowblower back in the garage for uh, for the warm weather. Exactly. He had to take his take, take care of his kids for the last four months. He had to get the hell out of there. He, he was like, what, what did I do? I'm telling you, folks, I'm the Michelangelo with the snowblower. <laughs> Number one. Number one. Anyway, anyway, we digress. Let's talk a little bit about sports, Johnny. Lots happened. Congratulations, first of all, to you and the Villanova Wildcats on an unbelievable run once again and uh, national championships. Uh, Jay Wright's creating quite a legacy for himself. It was great. Thank you very much. Um, we, we, we did not have an easy road there. There were some games where we struggled a little bit. Uh, it was nice to see Dante come off the bench and carry the weight on a game, on a night where uh, some of the other guys, uh, Jalen Brunson in particular, didn't have their best games. Um, so no, it's a great feeling. Uh, winning two and three years, we're incredibly blessed. Um, putting it, putting it at Jay Wright's feet. I mean, he's really he, he he's learned he's learned the recipe for the secret sauce. I mean, yep. He's been there 17 years now, and he's figured out what works, what type of guys, and what type of system to run. Um, and it's it's great for us. Um, you know, I was a little little a uh, little bit worried. To hear that uh, both Omari Spellman and Dante DiVincenzo uh, made themselves available for the NBA draft, but they did uh, they did refrain from hiring agents, so they are able to go and get some feedback at some of the pre-draft camps. And if they don't like where they're projected to be picked, they can return to school. So I'm hoping at least one of them comes back for uh, for next year. No, that's big, and I think the other thing that's big uh, for Nova moving forward too is with uh, Wright's success recently. I mean, all the other big coaches that are out there are kind of on the the last couple years there in their twilight years. So, uh, I mean, Jay's the guy looking moving next, you know, fifteen twenty years. He he's built himself a little a little dynasty down there, and uh, he's to the point now where he doesn't even really need to recruit as much as people are going to come to him. So he's uh, he's put himself in a great spot with Coach K looking to go away soon. And, and Roy and I mean all the big guys. I mean he's in a great spot. Beheim, yeah, um, no, no question about it. That a lot of a lot of the big name coaches are getting uh, getting up there in years. Uh, but you know what? Calipari's still around, and Calipari's still going to be reeling them into Kentucky. So very true. Um, he's got he's got to stay he's got to stay on top of it. But we've we've got a great uh, great class coming in next year. Uh, two of our uh, two of our top recruits next year: uh, Javon Quinterly from uh, New Jersey and. Um, uh, Mr. Basketball from the state of Rhode Island, Cole Swider, six uh, eight, uh, nice. nice inside outside player. So um, yeah, Jay, Jay's got a good thing going. Uh, Nova Nation's happy. Uh, we're still basking in the aftermath of that uh, that that big win there. And uh, yeah, Dante was uh, was unconscious. It was absolutely beautiful. No, absolutely. Going uh, through the timeline there after Nova Quinch, we we watched a fantastic Masters. Uh, you know, Masters tournament was was great as always. Sunday early was unreal with Spieth making a charge, and you know, at the end of the day, you know, I was happy to see Patrick Reed hold on. I thought he did a great job, and and if there's the the biggest takeaway for me wasn't so much uh, Reed coming through. To me, it was McElroy choking. Uh, I was shocked by that. I thought Rory had the uh, you know had the game going into Sunday to really put the screws down to read early and I would have loved to see if he makes that eagle putt on two after saving a nice par on one 
uh, you know, what, how Reed reacted to that. And, you know, he, he ended up birding that hole, but then he went bogey, came back with a birdie. But after that, I mean, he just kind of ran away and hide. And I was kind of, I was really disappointed. I thought Rory would apply pressure and it would have made for a great finish. But uh, Patrick Reed just did what he needed to do. And it was very impressive. No, it's nice. It's nice to see uh, golf have, uh, you know, a pseudo bad boy because it is such a gentleman sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's nice, especially a, an American bad boy. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you hear a lot of these uh, these stories about Patrick Reed. And you don't know how many of them are true. Um, he seems to be a rather boisterous uh, guy. Uh, he dug deep. He played great on Sunday. I was happy to see him win. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I've been rooting for this guy ever since the Ryder Cup, where he was uh, ra- rather boisterous and enthusiastic. For um, sure. I like the fact that he, he keeps the little book for, uh, from the Ryder Cup to keep his scoring card in it, uh, his yardage book, yeah. uh, just to kind of rub it in the Euro's face. Uh, but what I found most interesting, I think, was that the gallery was cheering more for a foreigner than they were for a guy that played golf locally there. I yeah. thought that was uh, I thought that was very strange. I agree. I thought I thought that was interesting too. I mean, he went to Augusta State right there. I mean, he and and I don't know if his parents were allowed on the property again. If his uh, wife told him to stay off or not, but uh, obviously they were watching. I know he's had him removed in the past. Uh, U.S. Open down here in Pinehurst, uh, they were removed from the property per his uh, his wife's request. So uh, I think mom and dad were probably watching at home. But yeah, it was kind of shocking that the crowd was pulling more for Rory than they were for Reed. It was it was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, but but you know what? At the end of the day, you and I agree that the uh, the right guy won, and uh, we're ha- happy. They 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 had to uh, they had to have had a pretty pretty big jacket uh, on hand to uh, to fit uh, Patty Reed with. No, <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. He does uh, he does not miss a salad bar for or a buffet for sure. <laughs> no, and a man after my own heart. No stranger to the buffet table. No, that's for d- sure. D- double meat. <laughs> hey, speaking of winning, how about both uh, New York baseball teams off to a uh, good start? Yankees not as good as I'd hoped, but uh, seems like they're getting back on track right now. Bats are going good, and uh, you know, I got you got to believe. I mean, looking around the league, I think I, I think everybody knew the Mets were going to be pretty good. It was my, one of my favorite picks, you know, for over at the beginning of the season. But I didn't I didn't see this coming. I don't know about you. No, I, I didn't see this coming at all, especially if you were to tell me that uh, Matt Harvey was going to completely bomb out as a starting pitcher uh, once again. I mean, it's becoming a bit of a broken record now that they would be off to a start like this. And, you know, it's it's good to see. Uh, you and I talked about this briefly the other day. Now that I don't live in the New York area, I don't mind the Mets nearly as much as I used to uh, right. as, a, as a hardcore Yankee fan. So ha- happy to see them off to a good start. Um, the Yankees starting pitching is still a little dicey. Uh, thank God for the Minnesota Twins. They seem to be uh, they seem to be any sort of mini slumps uh, answer to mm-hmm. break, breaking out of it. So yep. um, they're they're off to a great start. Uh, Didi Gregorius picked, has picked up right where he has last year. I mean, he is the hottest bat in that lineup of very competent bats. But what's the what's really really good to see are the young guys coming up. Uh, Andujar playing third base right now. They got Glaber Torres up playing second right now. They fielded a lineup that didn't have a guy uh, older than 30 for the first time in, I think, uh, I think nine years, they said. Yeah. Uh, the other no, night, which is great. Tremendous. The, f- the future is bright. Yeah, Torres is is a, is is a stud. I look forward to watching him every night. He's been unbelievable. And you got you got to believe that Stanton is going to come out of this funk. I mean, the other day, I mean, last night not so good. Night before, four hits was great. But um, you, you know, he's too good a hitter not to come out of this slump. Stanton uh, Stanton has looked a little lost at the plate, uh, a little overmatched with high fastballs. Um, I think he's putting too much pressure on himself at Yankee Stadium. 
If you look at him, he seems a whole lot more comfortable on the road. So th- this is a guy that just needs to adapt. I mean, look, and he's, he's this is not a rookie. He's a veteran. He's going to settle in. Um, he's going to learn to stop listening to the crowd. Uh, as we know, it's a it's a very uh, it's a very tough tough crowd. I mean, once again, Dylan Batansis last night got booed off the mound. So mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you got to learn you got to learn to to look past that stuff. It's New York, you know. You're making the big bucks, but uh, you, you're going to have to deal with the uh, the heightened media scrutiny and uh, and the occasional Bronx cheer. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's got to take that on the chin. I think I saw I think I saw something I read this morning. I think he's pitched like in his last five innings. He's pitched. He's given up over thirty runs or something like that. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, no, he he's been he's been uh, he's been a train wreck. He's got to find yeah. himself again. I'm more concerned about him than I am about uh, Stanton. Uh, but with that said, the the, the the you know the rest of the bullpen is also a concern. You got you know Tommy Canley on the DL right now. Yep. Um, you know they're they're putting Robertson out there so often. You're got to worry about him developing some sort of arm problems. Um, so you know, look, they're playing some good ball right now. They got a good young lineup. Uh, the good thing is it's early in the season. Um, you know, and and we'll we'll see where it goes. You know, you just got to hope that the Red Sox cool off. I mean, they just been they just been on fire. Yeah, I mean, unless they get no hit, they don't win. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. <laughs> well, well it's unreal. Hey, if you're if you're um, you're uh, you know running the Yanks right now, and you're you're sitting there watching your Boone on the bench every night, what do you what are you doing with with Batances? You you send him down? I mean. Uh, you've got to pitch him in very low leverage situations until he finds himself. Like I said, with this, I feel like they've been doing that too, and he's still not successful. That's what's you, scaring me. You got to keep, you got to keep running him out there. You right, you got to run him out there in these eleven to one or eight to two games, and uh, and see if he can get through in a, in a nice quiet inning. You, you got to. The guy's got, you know, the talent is there. Um, yep. You know, all indications are is that he's healthy. Um, it's all in his head, and you got to run him out there. I mean, Larry Rothschild has solved this guy in the past. Um, I gotta believe he's gonna solve them again. Um, so you gotta keep running them out there. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also concerned about Sonny Gray. I mean, Sonny Gray has been a mess so far this year. And what yep. I heard last night is that uh, Boone has decided to uh, have uh, Austin Romine exclusively uh, catch him yep. from now on because he, he and uh, he being Sonny Gray and uh, Gary Sanchez cannot get on the same uh, page. Now Sa- Sanchez is a great bat, but Greg, I gotta tell you, um, he is a butcher behind the dish. I oh, he's think, terrible. I, I, think I agree. They, they got to figure out a way to hide this guy at first base because I don't think Greg Bird is ever going to be healthy enough to play a full major league season. He I think he got to find. He can now. I agree. You got to find a way to hide uh, hide Sanchez at first base because um, you know, or, or rotate rotate him more into the DH spot uh, because this this guy is just not a catcher. He's not a major league catcher. He's got a great arm, uh, right. but I mean, this this guy does not have the mobility. Um, to get to get around back there, and I don't know if he necessarily calls a great game either. So right, um, and and that's where that's where good teams get exposed uh, when they get in the postseason into or into uh, tight situations late in the season. So well, tonight's kind of a big night. You know, you got Gray on the mound. The Yanks are playing really well. They're coming in like on a high right now. It would be nice to see him. You know, get a W. He's going up against Lynn, who's not a very good pitcher. I mean, the guy's got like over a six ERA. He's he's not very good. So I mean, it, it, it lines up good for him. Gray goes out there and kind of keeps him keeps him at bay, you know, early. Maybe get some confidence. Yanks get a few runs on the board because right now their lineup is just red hot. Um, you know, it would be nice to see him get back on track. Absolutely, and I think that you know, without question, you keep Sanchez's bat in the lineup because he's scorching. Uh, you know, he's scorching hot right now. So you keep, put him in DH tonight. Uh, maybe maybe put Stanton out in the field, depending upon you know if it's a wet field or not. Maybe put Stanton out in, out in uh, the outfield, or you give him the night off. 
No, I agree. I like it. I like it. Hey, moving on to uh, tomorrow. Huge day, NFL draft. Huge. Giants sitting there at number two still. Uh, still holding on to that pick. A lot of a lot of you know rumors floating around. I uh, I would be shocked still if they take the second pick. I think that the phone is going to ring after the Browns go number one, and I think uh, I think Gettleman moves down and takes uh you know takes what's offered to him, and uh, it kind of saves him from being put on the hot seat for making a decision one way or the other. Honestly. I, I agree with you 100 there. Um, I, I don't think they're, they don't love the quarterbacks. Uh, no, you know, regardless of what the Browns do with number one, I mean, who, you know, the Browns may throw a complete curveball at everybody and take Barkley with the number one pick. That's what uh, I was hearing yesterday, and I think it's a good possibility because at four they're still going to get a quarterback. So I, I think at that at that point, I think the Giants definitely trade down. Uh, I know that they like Chubb, uh, they love Bradley Chubb, mm-hmm. but but like like you know, you and I have talked about before. You know, Gettleman doesn't want to lose on this pick. You know, it's right. very important for him to look good. So if he can trade down and accumulate some extra picks in either this draft or next year's draft, he takes a conservative route here. Yeah. Um, w- without there being, I mean, there's, there's not a generational quarterback in this draft, you know, by all indications right now. Right. Uh, is Barkley a generational talent? People say yes. But what good is, is he going to be with the Giants with this current roster, which I think is a disaster of a team? Um, there's not a, an effective offensive line for Barkley to run behind. Not so, yet, right. So I think, you know, trading down and, and maybe, maybe going after the Notre Dame guard, uh, Quentin Nelson. Um, well, yeah, if you, could, if you could pick up a couple picks and slide down, you know, five or so slots, I mean, he, he makes a lot of sense. If, if Nelson's there, though, because his, his stock is on the rise uh, right now. You know, the beneficiaries of all this – uh, all of this, you know, anti-quarterback uh, movement are going to be the New York Jets. Yeah, they're going to be able to have their pick of multiple uh, top quarterbacks, at least top quarterbacks in their eyes. But I'm and sure I, they'll they'll screw it up like they always do. I think I think Gettleman, you know, he when he made the comment that he's done and he said it several times is that at the number two pick, you got to pick somebody that's going to be wearing a gold jacket one day. I think that speaks volumes right there because I don't know necessarily right now that there's anybody besides maybe Barkley that might have that might be able to wear a gold jacket. And are you really convinced that he's going to if you don't give him an offensive line and you don't give him a team that's you know ready to do it right now? So I think I think by saying that he's he's kind of like I said saving himself because I think it's a lot easier to move down, get multiple picks, and then you know have people fall in your lap and then you look like a genius. I, I think you're absolutely right there. Um, so I, I, I look for them to do the conservative thing uh, here tomorrow night, but uh, we'll certainly be tuned in, tuned in, and, uh, and and ready for anything. Yeah. Um, you've, you've got you've got some real quarterback hungry teams, you know, d- down there, in, you know, in the rest of the early part of the first round. Um, you know, the Dolphins Dolphins are looking quarterback. You know, the the, the Bills, you know, the Bills may may still be looking quarterback. I mean, I heard um, the Broncos are still looking quarterback. Broncos looking quarterback. I mean, do, do the Redskins do the Redskins look look for quarterback? Because you know, how long is Alex Smith going to be around? So right. I mean, there there are a lot of teams that are still looking for QB. So I think that there's a excuse me a really good chance that the Giants do trade down, and I'd love to see him get Quentin Nelson. Um, I'd love to see him, you know, trade down and be able to get Bradley Chubb. Yeah, I think that would be that would be the the, the home run in my my mind if they move down and they can still get Chubb somehow. But you know I just what? Don't if, know. They, if they move down, but you know, if they move down below the four pick, uh, I don't think they get Chubb because I'm hearing uh, you know the Browns are fixed on taking Chubb if he's there at four. 
Uh, well, yeah, but I've also heard what you heard earlier, which is the Browns are going to take Barkley at one, knowing that they're going to still at least get a quarterback at four. And, and they're kind of looking at it the same way that the Giants might be is, okay, if we take him and he's a slam dunk at one, then whatever quarterback's left, at least we don't have the, you know, the onus of having to pick one of those four that's going to be good. And we get to pick maybe one of two that are left. You know what I mean? Yeah, our buddy Mel Kuyper, who, who has the best hair helmet going in sports, um, <laughs> His has got uh, has got the Browns going uh, with his most recent mock draft. Him and McShay uh, have uh, Josh Allen going number one to the Browns, um, and and they still think that the Giants are going to take Barkley, which you and I I think uh, I, I you know completely disagree with here. Yeah, I, you know, I, and I think I think that's what the Browns want to do too. And uh, you know, I I just. For if I'm the Browns, I think that's a risky pick, man. They, I mean, they, I mean, talking about a team that's got to get it right. Geez, you got the first and the fourth. Not to mention what you had last year too. Um, they got, they got to get a slam dunk here. And I just don't know that. I mean, I think that Allen probably has the most upside of all the guys, but I don't know if he's the most ready. No, I, I agree with you 100 percent here. So where, where I see this thing going, I think the Browns. I think the Browns go Darnold number one. Um, I think the Giants trade down. Um, and then I think the Jets are going to go make a colossal mistake, and they're going to take Josh Rosen, uh, Rosen, who is you know not physically, I don't think, able to withstand the punishment of the NFL. And I don't know if his heart's in the right place as far as playing uh, pro ball. Well, I heard an interview with him yesterday, and he is uh, not not shy on confidence. He is a cocky little guy, and uh, you know, good for him. I think that's probably what you need, especially if he's going to be the Jets' quarterback. The Jets need somebody uh, that believes they can win because I think that's something they've been lacking for a long time. But um, no, I'm with you. I mean, I also read a lot of reports that the Jets love Mayfield too. So who knows what they're going to do? I mean, yeah. at least with those two guys, it's you're bringing in you're bringing in some fire. You just got to pour some gasoline on it. I don't know. That's I, listen. I think that's that, that bring, you bring up a really good point there. I mean, do the Jets potentially trade down and hope to get their guy Mayfield? Um, yeah, that that's a strong possibility here too. So yeah, I think a lot of these uh, GMs, their phones are going to be ringing. Uh, you know they're ringing already, and they're going to be ringing during the early parts of tomorrow night's draft. So it should make this is going to be one of the more you know sort of you know unpredictable uh, up in the air drafts um, that we've seen in a while because of the, the heavily weighted uh, quarterback class. No, I agree. I think I think the only prediction that I would be comfortable making at this point in time is that the fir- the the picks one through six right now will not be the same teams that pick one through six tomorrow night. I think that's fair to say. I wouldn't be surprised if half those teams trade out of those picks. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it all comes down to need too. I, I mean, there's been some teams that are, uh, you know, notorious on moving around on draft day too that have been very quiet, like the Eagles and the Cowboys uh, specifically. Um, you know, they love to to move around and jump around, and I haven't heard from anything from either one of them, which makes me think they're up to something too. Yeah, I mean, and then and then you always got to figure, you always got to ask yourself, what what the heck is uh, Belichick up to right now? Because you know, right. with, with all of this all of this moving around right now, um, you know, is there a chance that he trades up? To get uh, to get something, uh, I think there's a real strong possibility of that. I mean, they've 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 had some uh, some some real changes to their roster. Uh, Absolutely, Gronk did announce yesterday that he is coming back, which we all figured he was going to be. There's no way that that guy saved enough money not to work anymore. No, exactly. He's not that smart. I mean, come on, <laughs> he's, he's he's not splitting the atom. No, that's for sure. No, for sure, for sure. All right, Johnny. Hey, man. Well, it's good good getting back in uh, back in touch and getting back on the ball here again. Uh, you know. I think uh, we'll try to get get another one done next week. I'd love to uh, do a post-draft recap. I think we'll have tons to talk about because, like we said, I don't think anything's going to stay uh, you know close to the best based on where we are today. So I'd love to uh, 
recap that with you. Uh, but uh, good, good to get back on the horse here. Uh, you know, everybody back in New York has uh, to look forward to uh, the Pope coming back, which will be interesting. A lot of a lot of good drama, a lot of a lot of good I stuff love, going I on love, there. I love Big Mike and the fact that he's back. And oh, just just on a side note, I did see a uh, a cheap uh, a cheap takeoff of uh, the all time movie classic Heat the other day. It was called uh, Den of Thieves. Den with, of Thieves. Which is, uh, it, it's got a very similar plot line. If you manage your expectations that it's going to be a cheap knockoff of Heat, it actually turns out to be better than, really? uh, than expected. Yes. Uh, you got uh, Gerard Butler in the uh, Al Pacino role as the, uh, the major crimes detective chasing down this, uh, this bank robbery crew. Which uh, one of the ma- one of the one of the uh, the main members of this bank robbery crew is none other than Curtis Jackson, aka Fifty Cent. <laughs> <laughs> I love and it. It's not. It's not half bad. It's got a good twist at the end, and our buddy Ice Cube's son is also in the uh, in the uh, the gang of uh, of villains here. So, good stuff. Uh, it's not. It's it, look. You manage your expectations. It's not half bad. Den of Thieves. I like it. I like it. Friday night also is the premiere of the All or Nothing series, which is the uh, the Amazon, uh, you know, basically real life of the Dallas Cowboys, kind of like uh, you know what HBO did, but uh, a little bit, a little bit more raw and a little bit more real. And I, uh, a couple guys saw a bunch of clips that I talked to recently, and they said if you didn't like the Cowboys, definitely watch it because you'll hate them even more because they're. It, it's amazing how 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 uh, Garrett and Jones and all these guys are just really get under your skin and make you hate them even more. So I'm looking forward to that as well. I'm looking forward to that one, and that, that's a, that's a great shout out for that one and for and for anybody that still hasn't seen the nature boy 30 for 30 must uh, mu- outstanding must, must must see maybe the best one they've ever done and they've done a lot of good ones yeah it's uh it's actually kind of depressing it's kind of sad but uh but but it's definitely a great watch it punches you in the gut but you're so happy that rick flair is still walking this earth yeah, I love it. I love it. Hey, he's a, he's a North Carolina home fa- homegrown favorite down here. I mean, they start every Carolina uh, Hurricanes hockey game with a little whoop whoop. So it's all good. <laughs> we love the nature boy. Woo! Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Johnny, good talking to you. Uh, let's get back on this next week. Thanks for everybody who's listening. Uh, for Jersey Joe's on Sports Volume 5, we're going to be signing off. Good, Everybody enjoy the draft tomorrow night. Uh, enjoy uh, Yankee Mets baseball. Let's keep, uh, keep those New York teams rolling hot, and we'll uh, catch up with you soon. Thanks a lot, John. Have a good one, Greg. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.